welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. And for those listening on the podcast, we're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day, and a lot of people never really get to hear about that. So my team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people will realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities I believe they're right here in our state, and we want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are really getting that done, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences, and most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Lisa Biafor. She's the owner of The Tea Shop in Morgantown, West Virginia. Lisa, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Jim. I'm definitely excited to be here today and to chat with you. Yeah, I am too. I'm, uh, it's an honor to have you on the show, and I'm excited to, to share your story this week. The Tea Shop, if you haven't heard of it, carries more than 180 teas. They carry teaware, accessories, giftware. The Tea Shop serves afternoon tea, which is very cool, uh, gourmet sandwiches and paninis, fresh salads, quiche scones, and all sorts of freshly baked sweets. The tea shop provides tranquility for their customers to relax, refresh, and reflect with a great cup of tea. Lisa Biafor, uh, she grew up in Cape May County, New Jersey, moved to Morgantown with her husband, Michael, in 1996. She has a BS from Glassboro State, which is now Rowan University, and an MBA from Drexel University. Lisa spent more than 30 years in the corporate world in her last position as a senior program manager for a consulting firm providing support to a large federal government agency. Starting the tea shop was to be a fun, quote unquote, retirement option for Lisa. And she continues to learn about the tea industry and has obtained certifications as a tea specialist, a tea professional, and a tea blender. Lisa and Michael have two daughters that they have worked at, uh, that have worked at the tea shop since they were both 16. Rachel has a culinary degree from Pierpont Technical School and is a certified pastry chef, as well as a BS from WVU in entrepreneurship, which is very cool. Rachel is responsible for the front of the house and event planning. Regina has a BS from WVU in psychology and is the kitchen manager and is responsible for all of their social media at the tea shop. And both girls are very instrumental in the growth and the running of the shop. I invited Lisa Biafor on the show today to talk about her company, to share her story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company she leads in West Virginia, the tea shop. Lisa, f- uh, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, we've now been in business for a little over seven and a half years. Um, and as I had mentioned, my daughters both came on as one of their first jobs um, to, to support me when they were 16. Yeah. So they have pretty much grown up in the business. Love it. Um, 
it is, it's wonderful to work with them. You know, family relationships sometimes are a little tough, but in general, we are able to communicate and work a lot of things out. And they just, they are, they're absolutely instrumental in our growth and how we have continued to grow here in Morgantown. Awesome. Well, if you can, Lisa, just kind of give us your 30 second pitch for the tea shop. In other words, what is it you tell people that you do? So basically, we are a tea shop and a tea room. Um, as you mentioned, we carry over th- uh, over 180 different types of quality loose leaf teas mm. and all the accessories that you need for that. Um, the tea room aspect of it, we're kind of a tea room quasi cafe. Um, more traditional tea rooms tend to be limited hours and set menus and things along those lines. So we figured for Morgantown, we needed to do just a little bit more mm-hmm. for that. So we are kind of have the cafe and that um, aspect of it. We also, you know, we have an online store. We do a lot of events and catering and planning and things along those lines. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who haven't been to the tea shop, they're located in the historic Seneca Center right on Beechhurst Avenue. Uh, I've actually been there once, had lunch there with a a group of uh, my team members here at my company, and uh, we had a great time and it was an amazing experience. And I know that's what you're all about. How did you get started in this business, Lisa? I I mentioned in your intro that it was kind of like your retirement plan is to open this tea shop, but how did you get started in it? Yeah, I have to laugh when I say that because um, anyone that's owned a small business knows uh, <laughs> owning a business is fun, but it's a lot of work. Absolutely. Um, so basically, what had happened was there actually was a small tea shop here in Seneca Center. A couple from Maryland had one in Cumberland and tried to open one here in Morgantown. And after about a year, um, due to some family matters, it, it really wasn't working out for them. And they put the business up for sale. I happened to be walking by one day and I thought, what a cool idea. I would just, I mean, I love to entertain. I love to cook. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe this would be, again, a fun retirement option. So my husband and I checked it out. Um, and then the next thing I know, I own a tea shop. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is two weeks after that, our contract did not get renewed. So I got laid off. Oh, wow. So. So now I'm in a dilemma. What do I do? Do I go back to traveling, go back to D.C., or do I just jump into this business and, you know, run with it? And I told my husband, I said, I traveled all those years when the kids were little and I didn't want to do it anymore. I said, I'm going to make this mine and make it work. And here we are seven and a half years later. Wow. What a cool story. I appreciate you taking some time just to kind of give us that back end story, so to speak. What, Lisa, what would you say is the thing that you're most excited about for the tea shop right now? Well, obviously now it's a very trying time, um, you know, with the pandemic going on. We've been yeah. very lucky. We've been able to stay open yeah. um, doing takeouts and delivery and platters and things along those lines. So what we're trying to do now is... You know, considering what is going on, what else can we offer our customers? And we're, we have definitely, we have our afternoon tea to go, which really has been very popular. And we're doing a lot more catering and takeout and curbside service. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, you know, obviously everybody has been um, hit by this pandemic yeah. uh, since since it first hit here, especially in West Virginia, that middle of March uh, time frame. Uh, but it sounds like you guys are have adapted and are, are making some changes to to really keep um, keep a, a kind of ahead of this, if that's the right way to, to say it. Uh, what's the geographic market that you serve? In other words, where do your customers come from? We 
lucky to be probably the only real tea shop, probably within an 80 mile radius. Mm. At least I think the next closest one is probably Pittsburgh. So we do draw people from Pittsburgh. We draw people from Clarksburg and Bridgeport. So I would say that's where we're, and we get people from Maryland. So we're getting people within that 75 to 80 mile radius coming into the shop. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what, can you speak a little bit about your e-commerce platform? Because I know that you guys have the ability to sell tea and uh, different blends and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, as a matter of fact, I thought when I asked you what's the thing you're most excited about, you might have said pumpkin spice tea, because I know that's an offering that you have right now. And uh, here it is, as the, as the mornings have been a little cooler, I had my first cup of pumpkin spice coffee this morning but Mm -hmm. uh but talk a little bit about that if you could the e-commerce platform and where those customers are coming from so basically our customers are coming from all around the united states um we do keep track of the demographics and things along those lines as to where our customers are coming from we get a lot of repeat customers our um our online sales have definitely grown significantly due to the pandemic because people can't get out yes um so, it, it, you know, and also because of that, we also do get a lot of people from in town that will ha- either have their tea shipped to them or delivered with their meals if they're getting a pickup for a meal or they'll come and pick it up. So we're pretty much, we're all across the United States right now. That's that's fantastic. When we talk about e-commerce, it's my belief that, it, you know, if, if folks don't have an e-commerce presence and cannot sell their products um, and, you know, their services online, in this virtual world that we're all living in right now, they're missing the boat. Uh, can you maybe comment on that and give us some thoughts on, on um, you know, the e-commerce side of the business? Um, definitely. I agree. I mean, it, it's one of those things you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So mm-hmm. we do, you know, we do the in-shop, which obviously became hampered during the pandemic. We do the takeout, which increased during the pandemic. And then we have the online aspect of it, which also increased during the pandemic. So, in a way, we were, we were definitely impacted by all of this, but we've been able to come out not as bad as we could have if we didn't have the e-commerce aspect of the business. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa, one of the questions I like to ask our guests every time is, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's two sides of the coin, but I would like to have you share your best business moment since you've been in business. Take us to that place of your best business moment where you're just like, wow, this is, this is awesome. So um, back in 2015, we participated in the um, the case of Morgantown here. And, you know, we were competing against, you know, restaurants, higher-end restaurants and things along those lines, and they had all these fancy dishes. And we submitted our afternoon tea service. And we won the overall award for that. No I thought that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that is. What, what year was that? 2015. Wow. That's incredible. So, you know, obviously, how does something like that affect your business then? You you, you get this recognition, you get this award. How does that affect your company? Well, any type of, um, you know, recognition or anything like that definitely adds value, you know, to your product and to your business. You know, we always know we have a good product, but now I have, you know, five or six, you know, chefs that also said, this is a good product enough to, you know, to, since we're providing sandwiches of scone and sweets, things along those lines, that we won the overall award. 
Yeah. So I think it was it was it was funny when we were planning for that. We were, we kept going back and forth and talking about all these different things. I said, you know what, we're going to do what we do best, yeah. and this is what we do best. That's and awesome. And there's a that's a great lesson, right? You know, if, if you can take it down to that thing that you can you can only you can do, right? And do it better right. than anybody else and focus your energies on that. That's that's a great uh, great opportunity for you. On the on the flip side, as I mentioned, what's the worst business moment you've had since you've been in business? Take us to that place of your worst experience and share that story with us. Well, let, let's just say that over the past seven and seven and a half years, we've had many lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have good days, you have bad days. Um, you know, it, it really there's no worst moment. We, we've made mistakes and we've learned from them. We always do our anti-mortem at the end and say, okay, what happened? What did we do right? What did we do wrong? And what are we going to do different next year, next time? And and I think that. For me, because I've been in a corporate environment, that's kind of how you approach things. So instead of saying, oh, my God, we really screwed that up, we said, all right, we made a mistake. But what what can we do next time? And, and how did we fix it at the time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so that we didn't lose the customers or, you know, we didn't leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. You're never going to please everybody. But, you know, to me, as long as I'm making every effort to fix the problem, then I'm hoping that the customer sees that as a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, spot on. Great, uh, great belief system and great way to to really approach uh, your company. I want to take a second just to remind everybody who are talking with today. Our guest is Lisa Biafor. She's the owner of the tea shop based in Morgantown, West Virginia, right there at the historic Seneca Center. And I also want to take a few seconds to mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like my friend Lisa Biafor and her company, The Tea Shop in Morgantown. Lisa, what is the vision that you have for the tea shop long term? Well, we've been lucky. We have grown at a very nice pace, and I'm still looking to continue to grow. My hope is at some point in time, one or both of my daughters will take take over the business when I actually do retire. Um, but we continually look for new things to bring into the business, um, either new food items, new events, um, yeah, we, we now are carrying what we're calling sparkling botanicals. They are usually zero calorie, no sugar, mm. you know, all natural ingredients that are made from tea and herbals. So, you know, we're constantly looking for new things to continue to bring and to grow our presence and to stay on top of what is going on around us. Yeah, that's great. What uh, what can a what can a customer expect uh, when they if they haven't been to the tea shop and they're in Morgantown passing through, or maybe they're a resident in the Montgomery County area and they they want to come in and pay a visit? What can they expect uh, from their visit there at the tea shop? Well, we are definitely not like in any other restaurant in town. I yeah. mean, we've got our own little niche. Um, we're definitely a little more on the relaxing side. Um, you know, tea obviously is what we do. We we do not carry, we carry plain cups of coffee. We don't get into the lattes and all that other stuff. We yeah. stick with what we do. Yeah. But we, you know, we carry over 180 teas. The staff is very well versed in what the teas are and can make recommendations. All of our food is fresh and, um, you know, it, it all tastes very good. So we are looking for them to have a very nice, pleasant experience sitting down with friends or family 
and having a cup of tea and having a conversation. The music is not loud. You know, the room's nice and bright. So it, we look to give them an experience as opposed to just a lunch. Yeah, that's great. And that's, uh, you know, my experience was it was an, an awesome experience. And you hit the word on the head. And I believe that to be true. So highly recommend if you're uh, if you're a fan of tea or just want to hang out with your friends or maybe some family members in a very relaxing place, you got to hit up the tea shop uh, in Seneca Center in Morgantown. Lisa, one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm a marketing guy and I'm always asking this question of our guests is how do you attract new customers? What are some things you're doing out there to get the word out? Well, we do some advertising and stuff in print media, um, but most of our stuff is social media. Mm. Um, my daughter, Gina, she has taken on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and um, emails and email campaigns. But we're finding we're getting most of our traction from the social media. Yeah. Um, and, and I think because, and we get it from word of mouth. When we have a baby or a bridal shower here, we'll have people who say, oh, I've never been here before. You know, I'm going to come back with my daughter or my sister or whatever. Yeah. So, but I have to tell you, social media is probably our primary uh, focus as far as advertising and marketing. Yeah. What, uh, what platforms are you using right now? Platforms meaning? Like Facebook, I mean, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we do email campaigns. Oh, very good. Lisa, I mean, we, we talked about COVID and the pandemic and, you know, some of the challenges you're facing there. But outside of that, what, what's one of the biggest challenges that you face as, a, as an entrepreneur and a business leader? Well, I think with any small business, staffing is always an issue. Um, you know, it is difficult to get staff that you can afford. You know, um, I've been very lucky that, like I said, as my daughters have grown into the business, I can rely on them. So I don't have to be here, you know, 10 hours a day. Usually one of the three of us is always here. Um, I would say staffing. um, I would say, oh, let me see. Well, the pandemic didn't help. Let's just put it that way. Um, But staffing is probably our biggest issue. It, It really is. Yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot, you know, and it uh, it seems like every year it gets harder and harder to 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 solve that problem, you know. But uh, yeah. obviously, uh, that's you know the culture of your company is your people and the way that they respond and the way that they treat others and you know share share love, if you will. So that I think uh, you're you're we I commiserate with you a little bit on that. You know, it is definitely one of the things we hear you know each week. What's one piece of advice? Lisa, that you would give to young business people? Uh, Maybe they're uh, thinking about starting up a company. Maybe they're walking through the Seneca Center right now and listening to this podcast and they're finding a business that's up for sale, just like you did. What's (laughs) what's one piece of advice you would give to people who have that entrepreneurial itch here in West Virginia? What would you you tell them? I would tell them to find their niche. Separate Mm. yourself from other somewhat similar companies. And that's kind of what we tried to do here. I mean, there are many things we could add to our menu, but we decided that this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to be known as a tea room, and we didn't want to emulate what some of the other restaurants in the area or whatever were doing. So find a niche. Separate yourself from the others so that people say, oh, well, let's go there because they're different than somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You can't be all things to, to all people. If you try to do that, you end up being nothing to nobody. 
Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's an actual sentence, but uh, it, it made sense to me when I was saying it. <laughs> What's uh, Lisa? Well, we have definitely, we have definitely learned that yeah, you know yeah. we, we can't meet everybody's needs. That's right. We try. Yeah. yeah. We do the best we can, yeah. but you know there are some things that well you know this is what we do. Absolutely. What's one thing you do personally every day that you think contributes to your success? I read. I read about my industry. I read about the restaurant industry. Um, I read about the trends. Um, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm continuing mm. to learn things. Love it. Um, I stay on top of what similar, you know, businesses like mine are doing. Mm. Um, I, I read. Yeah, that's awesome. What's one resource in, that you use in your business that you just can't live without? Maybe it's a piece of technology or something like that. Well, we have all sorts of different apps and things like that that help us. But I think due to the nature of our business, um, it's really, it, it's a fundamental um, rule of communication. Yeah. The three of us need to be in sync at all times. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes we forget to tell Gina something in the kitchen. Rachel and I, <laughs> don't forget. So, you know, the key is that when all three of us are on the same page, things go a lot smoother. So yeah. it really is a it's communication. Yeah. Especially in a, in, you know, I, I could imagine I've had, Numerous family businesses uh, over the last several years on this show, and uh, that 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 becomes uh, you know a challenge. Um, but in any business, uh, even if you're mm-hmm. if you're you know two or three person company or you know a 500 employee company, communication is is key with everything. Um, the the proverbial left hand knowing what the right hand is doing is essential, obviously. What's one book or even a podcast that you'd recommend? Um, you mentioned you're an avid reader that you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs. Well, when I first came up with this idea for my son retirement, my husband, he owns a landscape company. So he's had a small to medium-sized business. Yeah. And first thing he said to me is, you need to read the e Yes. Um, now the E-Myth Revisited is out. He says, you need to understand what you're truly getting in into and to not have preconceived notions of what it's going to be like to own your own business. Mm. And I found this to be very eye-opening. Um, so I think it was, it gave me a good start to say, okay, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be, <laughs> but at least now I know I need to look at things a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who uh, don't know, The E-Myth is uh, a, a highly recommended book by many of our guests, and we have that for sale on our PositivelyWV.com resources page. Uh, if you're interested in that book, I highly recommend it as well. Uh, just go on there, and you can buy it right from Amazon, right from our site. It's PositivelyWV.com, and then click on the resources page. Thanks, Lisa, for, for sharing. That's a great recommendation. And what, uh, what role do you see yourself playing in, uh, you know, from that book in your own company? I'm trying to remember all the different roles the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician, if I recall. That's right. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'm kind of, I have filled all three roles here. (laughs) And um, to be honest, my, you know, my younger daughter is more the technician and my, my older daughter is probably a little more between the managerial and entrepreneur. So between the three of us, we're able to have a very nice, well-rounded perception of the business. Well, you know, what was interesting when I was reading the, uh, the resumes, if you will, the, the, the qualifications of your two 
uh, daughters, um, Rachel and Regina. I mean, I, I was like, wow, you've, you've like got the perfect team right there. You've got the front of the house, the back of the house, you know, everything is, is right there in, in, with your two daughters and yourself. I love that. It's so, so cool. Well, it's definitely a great experience for them mm. um, to understand what it takes to really run a business yeah. and that, you know, no matter who you hire, no one's going to love your business or want do things as well as you're going to do it. It's yeah. as simple as that. You're exactly you know, right. So, yeah. Right. I mean, so you've got to understand that, you know, no matter what, somebody's got to do it. If I got to wash dishes today, I got to wash dishes today. It's just. It's just the nature of having a small business. Yeah, that's that's some great insight right there, Lisa. We've uh, we've covered a lot in this short interview. Is there anything else you would like uh, our listeners to know about you personally, or your your company, or your story? Well, I definitely learned that this is my passion. I I love my business. I mean, yeah. there's you know, there's no get up and morning. Oh my God, here we go again. It's I, I love my business and I have learned so much about myself um, and I've watched my daughters grow into the, in the business and I just think it's been a wonderful experience for all of us. Yeah, that's really cool. Lisa, um, as we close out our time here, how can our listeners learn more about the tea shop and maybe even get in touch with you? So we are, we are located at 709 Birch, uh, Beechhurst Avenue in Morgantown. We do have our website. It's www.thetshopshopewv.com. So it's T-H-E-T-E-A-S-H-O-P-P-E-W-V.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call us, 304-413-0890, or you can um, email us at info at thetshopwv.com. That's awesome. And we'll make sure we have uh, links to that in the show notes section of the podcast so folks can just click on it and go right to your website and hopefully uh, maybe make a purchase of some tea and absolutely go down and uh, and take advantage of what the tea shop has t- to offer. Lisa, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. I think what you're doing is awesome. I, I love your, um, your location there in Morgantown. I uh, highly recommend it and uh, encourage you to keep up the great work with you and, your, and both your daughters as well. Well, thank you. I definitely am excited to be here. I'm very glad that we had the time. Yes, thank you. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Lisa Biafor and the tea shop in Morgantown. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with this business story. And Lisa has a great story there, and I was happy to be a part of telling that to you guys today. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, which is PositivelyWV.com. Of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement. Uh, We appreciate the notes that you guys send us, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. And as we build this movement, it's nice to see uh, the followers growing on our Facebook presence and people sharing and commenting on this as well. And I want to also remind you to, to uh, be, uh, be sure to check out our weekly show for small business leaders. It's called the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. And it's every Friday from 11 to noon where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. 
On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.